Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to Insightful Conversations with your host, Three Principles Practitioner, Del A.D. Jones. Join her each week as she welcomes some of the world's leading Three Principles teachers and practitioners who share how this understanding has dramatically improved the quality of their lives and the lives of those they work with. I'm very excited to have as my guest today the founder of Erica Bugby Global Coaching, Erica Bugby. Erica works with teens, young adults, and parents from all over the world, both virtually and in person. She has spent over two decades helping people individually, facilitating workshops and teaching groups, and presenting at webinars and conferences, both nationally and internationally. Erica is a former partner at Pransky & Associates, where she spent the first 18 years of her career. She is also the daughter of George and Linda Pransky. In addition to holding both a bachelor's and master's degree in psychology, Erica was also trained and certified by Sidney Banks himself. She currently lives outside of Seattle, Washington, with a husband of 20 years and two teenagers. Welcome, Erica, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Del, for having me. Oh, this is exciting. So um, I have to, I have the first question I'm going to ask, <laughs> because I know your parents, they, they were my mentors. So what was it like growing up with George and Linda as parents? Right. I get that. I get you get that. that a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It, you know, I didn't really notice a difference. I didn't, you know, you don't have anything to compare to and then you get old enough yes. or you get out into the world a little bit and you realize your life's different than maybe other people's lives. Um, I didn't really notice it until I started going and spending time at my friend's houses, you know, when I was in high school and I realized, Oh, other people, the, the feeling in their house is different. I, mm. I would notice things like they'd, they'd get mad at each other. Just the tolerance for bad will and fighting. There was kind of fighting and arguing and bickering and bad will that was kind of a normal mm. in people's houses. Or it would just feel really cold and kind of, you know, disconnected. They didn't, they weren't into each other. They weren't into hanging out. They just so, I, I, that was a, that was the first thing I noticed, um, is, oh, we have a, you know, we have a nice, we have a really nice feeling in our house. Mm. We liked each other. If we got, you know, upset, you know, you, you, you kind of, you just learn, oh, when you get upset, you, you know, you, you, you get over it, you let go of it. So there's no, really, there's no grudge holding and you kind of get back to where you were before you were mad. And so there's no, I don't know, there's no baggage or residue. Mm. And, and I, that's, it's funny. It's funny. I guess it was the absence of things that made it different, mm -hmm. but it was just, it was a, a, a warm, a warmer household. And, 
we did a lot of just hanging around. It wasn't a lot of activity. You know, we didn't, we weren't rushing around doing things. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I had, you know, we had friends and I played soccer and, but it was really more, it was a high value on just kind of enjoying the life, just the ordinary side of life and enjoying each other's company. And, you know, we'd watch Dallas together. <laughs> we'd watch kind of bad TV together. Yeah. And, and that was, that, that was a, you know, a big, that was kind of a richness in that. Mm. And I think that that's really more what strikes me when I look back. Um, that's, that's what it, that's what it felt like. You know, that's so beautiful. I mean, what, what better testament to a parent to hear that, to hear their child say that. I mean, that's just so beautiful. And I, I find also that, you know, it, this understanding has impacted my household and the way I raise my children too, and and sometimes I feel the same way. I'm thinking, gosh, you know, they they don't don't see conflict, like I'm sure. Well, they don't see conflict that like they used to see in the past before I came across this understanding. So that's really beautiful. I love that. And so, when did you first um, start um, getting interested in or understanding the principles as a concept that you might want to? integrate into your life or when did you start learning from Sid directly? Well, I was specifically, <coughs> excuse me, not interested mm. in, um, in, in any, you know, we would hear, we, we would go to all the conferences and, you know, we'd be playing with Legos in the back of Sid's talk. And, you know, we kind of went to everything, mm -hmm. um, my sister and I, but, um, you know, we thought we'd go into our parents' room and they'd be listening to Sid Banks and, We'd, we'd run out because it was boring and, and it was just a whole thing just kind of sounded boring and um, wasn't, wasn't, you know, I just wasn't interested and, and they didn't really try to shove it down our throats. Um, and, and then, and then I hit kind of a, a very rocky period when I was 13, 14 years old, there was about a year and a half, just under two years that I don't know what happened. My hormones hit and I was kind of going to a very kind of a violent school. And I don't know. I just, something happened and I went from being this really happy, you know, well-adjusted, even-tempered kid to being kind of sensitive and getting my feelings hurt all the time and reading into things and and then and then getting feeling misunderstood and angry because I wasn't good at expressing it. And then I felt wronged and um, I just, I, I just, I was just angry and really, really irritated. Like Sounds I could like barely breathe. <laughs> Again, I said that just sounds like a normal teenager. I can remember, right? right. Relate and, to and that. It was, but but it was it was odd for me because I didn't know anybody, nobody in my world. You know, I grew up like our you know our friends were I don't know, like Keith and Valda, uh, Keith Blevins, and mm. um, there were just a lot. You know, all these people and Elsie and you know Sid, all these people around that we would hang out with, and Roger Mills and, and his daughter Amy and. Everybody was, you know, we'd get together and play music and everybody just was, it was a really nice life. And then all of a sudden this like devil shows up and I didn't, you know, everybody else seems so happy. And, and in a way it, I think it, it frightened me and it made me a little bit more extreme because I didn't really know what was happening and didn't feel like I could, they would know anything about it because they, they didn't seem to be living in the world I was living in. Yeah. And at the same time, I started to kind of question whether they were living in reality. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether they even had a grip on 
life enough to talk to somebody like me mm. and to be able to relate. So, so it's, at some point I, I got dark enough and got kind of involved in kind of suicidal thoughts and drugs and, um, you know, hanging out on street corners and wearing a lot of makeup. And I, I just, I just got desperate enough where I got, I, I approached my dad and said, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know if you can see what's happening here, like as if I was pulling it off, but I'm not doing great. Yeah. And, um, and, and that was the first time that I, that I, you know, invited any input from them up until then, I kind of was like, leave me alone. They would try to help me, but I, I was, I was, I was a very independent kid and I was, I just withdrew into myself and my music Mm. and my friends. And so I was kind of unreachable and, and I, so I, I kind of reached out and we had a very short conversation and it kind of, after rolling my eyes, um, after a few days, it kind of stuck with me. My dad and I are close and I, I, you know, I trusted him more than I, um, you know, was cynical mm-hmm. and it kind of, I don't, I just started to hear something in, in this very short, maybe a 10 minute conversation, mm-hmm. um, that I started to, <laughs> I kind of started to see thought and then I, things just started to reorganize over the next few months. And I, I just, I turned around and that was the first time that I thought, oh, there's, this is something. Yeah they're doing something that explains, you know, what's happening to people that would come into our home office mm-hmm. and be different coming out than they were going in. I, I could kind of, that was the first time I saw Sid's doing something here. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's incredible. That was going to be my, my next question to you, but I think you've already set it up because I know that you have a, um, you have a workshop that you're going to be doing in LA for for young adults, and I was going to ask you sort of what, because um, I know you do a lot of work with young adults, and uh, I'm, I was curious about what, what um, you know, how you experienced your adolescence, and did that in fact impact the work that you do today? And it seems like um, that po- possibly um, ha- would definitely influence how you see, how you are able to meet teens where they're at, or young adults where they're at, because you struggled yourself. Right, right. And I do, I, I specialize in teenagers and young adults, partly because I think I've always gotten the ones that come in, the Pranskin Associates, they always went to me because I, I, they, they're kind of raw emotion and they're surly. Sometimes they're surly or withdrawn kind of outside, just never put me off because I, I, I could, I could feel it. That was me. Yeah. And I know there's like, I'm just a regular person and they're just, you know, so close and, um, and that was one of the things that's, that's one of the reasons I'm doing this workshop is mm-hmm. I was working with a couple of teenagers in LA, you know, remotely. And, um, they, I, I could hear the same thing in them that I, that I struggled with. And that was kind of confidence. Um, my confidence about like, what's hap- you know, what's, what's happening to me with, with the hormones and, you know, you have friends one day and then you, and then all of a sudden they turn on you and mm-hmm. what kind of a person should I be? And whatever I'm doing in my, you know, what I'm trying to do in my life, it's not working. And that I was just questioning. I just questioned everything. I I think I spent like, I don't know, like maybe 95% of my time, my waking hours during this like two year period, just thinking about myself. Mm -hmm. And it was so unsettling. And I was so fragile, I think, because I was exhausted and freaked out because for every problem, 
there's no answers and then it just breeds more. And that's what I think what I found is, oh, you don't, first of all, there's an explanation to so much of what I was going through that was so simple mm-hmm. and made, explained everything that was happening to me and everybody else and took all the fear out of what I was doing, even though I was still moody. Yeah. I, yeah. I just didn't realize you could do. And so what happened is I got all this peace of mind and kind of, I don't know, confidence and certainty about myself and, um, that I didn't think was possible being kind of a messy, emotional wreck to some degree, the way that, that, that people are, especially teenagers. Yeah. And I, it kind of inspired me to, to, to lay things out, um, for teenagers, the way that it got laid out for me, so simple and so easy to kind of just let go of all the stuff you carry around. Yeah. Um, God, this without, is, yeah. It just, it just was, it just it was just a huge relief. And Absolutely. I oh my God, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking everything you described, that sort of that hyper-focus, that insecurity, that self-consciousness and you know, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, my God, you were able to be free of that you know, still as a teenager or or certainly understand what was going on. And I think for myself, you know, you know, who just turned 60, I lived those that sort of teenage angst up until my late um, 50s, I'd say. And I just think what a gift to be able to give, you know, to, to be able to point young adults into the direction of this understanding that brings so much relief and as you say makes so much sense in in a very simple easy to understand way that they don't have to carry that baggage with them for the rest of their lives yeah you you it's amazing how much time you spend thinking about yourself and not actually just doing life and you you take that piece out of it and it doesn't when it stops making sense to to think in that kind of to, to walk that path, you just find you have all this, you know, you're just available to just do whatever's happening right in front of you. And this, then you get this feeling of kind of, you're just with your friends and taking in the scene and thinking things are funny. And, you know, you're just, I don't know, there's just this kind of responsiveness and alertness to life. Yeah. Well, I, when you're not doing this like sideshow of just questioning everything, it's, yeah. it's a really funny distinction. It's just fine line, but it's so it's like pointing this way instead <laughs> so, of this I way. Know. Exactly. All the difference. I mean, do you find though, I'm just trying, I mean, you, you're young, still young enough too, but um, do you find there's a difference from the way that you grew up and what you're exposed to, what some of our, our teenagers and young adults are exposed to now? I think this sort of social media and, and it, everything is so in their face. I think they have to deal with a lot of things that certainly that I didn't have to deal with growing up. Right. So right. It, it is. It, that's one of the things that it's one of the reasons I wanted to specialize in young adults specifically mm-hmm. is because the landscape has changed. I've been working with them now for 20 years and mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're, they're facing different things than than what I was facing and 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 i think a lot of adults are like i don't even know what to do with this i I don't even understand where this problem ends because it looks like we might be right in the middle of it and and i think that's one of the things is (laughs) there is more anxiety um and more kind of more extreme behaviors like um things like cutting and suicide and depression you just you you partly because you hear about more of it exactly um 
So it's just, you know, because you hear about it, it looks like, well, it's something that comes to mind to people as a solution because it's mm -hmm. what they hear other people doing and talking about. It just makes it uh, the idea come to mind and, 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 and partly because there's just there's more anxiety. People are looking yeah. for, well, I want out kind of the way I was. Yeah. I was like, well, this is what life feels like. As in, you know, you're kind mm -hmm. of ignorant as bliss as a kid and then you get to be like this and you, this is reality. Like, I don't know. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. If I wasn't, you know, so I, so I do see a change in the landscape. On the other hand, we have this amazing opportunity as young adults are so, they're so quick on the uptake mm -hmm. and they're so, you, you put something out there. They're so open now they're open to suicide as an option and they're open to other people's impressions of them, but they're also open to Oh, you can just, what if I don't need to know what's going to happen in my future? Yeah, yeah. What if I just need to immerse myself in life right now and, and make decisions as I need to? What if I take them one at a time? Yeah. You kind of throw that out there with a young adult and they'll really consider it mm -hmm. in a way that adults won't. So in a way, young adults have this amazing opportunity to get a handle on anxiety and fear and social you be thinking about yourself and what other people think about you to kind of nip that in the bud now because it's yeah. in their face. Yeah. In a way that we, we didn't do it till we were till we were older. Until <laughs> I was a lot older. Right. I know. But yeah, I agree. I mean my son I have two sons, twenty six and, and twenty two. And um you know, I, I noticed just even the differences in parenting. My ex-husband is sort of, what's your five-year plan? What's your life plan? What's your, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's, he's, he cares, he's, but that's his way of, of um, trying to have them be responsible and be on a path. And, and I'm the sort of like, hey, just follow the thread. Just look what's in front of you. Just if, if you know, it's more sort of like, I call it following the golden thread. Like right. if, you're, if you're looking too far in the future, you often miss incredible opportunities that are right there in front of you that light you up and, and feel so good for you. But when you're sort of stuck in the conceptual mind of the planning and the strategizing and the, you're just, like you said, you're not in the present moment and you're not engaged in life. Um, you're too busy, you know, in the future, basically. Right. So. And, and I think adults, you know, the parents, um, and, and I'm guilty of this too. I, mm. I, I have teenagers and you know, parents will often start worrying, well, yeah. oh, other, other kids are like getting into these better schools and this kid's doing an internship, like my kid's <laughs> playing Fortnite for the summer. You know, you kind of yeah. start, you know, the parents can fall into that too. And then mm -hmm. the kids start to pick up on, oh yeah, what are you gonna do? And, and, and all these jobs are gonna be automated and what, what field are you gonna go into? You better make yeah. sure that field's not automated. Yeah. You, your parents can fall into that too. And then all the adults around them. So it can look like one of my teenagers said this morning, it's like there's a race Yeah. and I can't even enjoy high school. Here I am 17 and I feel like, like, come on, gotta hurry up. All my friends are like out having a good time at a pool party. And I'm like, I'm not, I need to like figure out what I'm doing with my life. And, mm. and it, it can, it can feel like, people are either doing, enjoying their life or they're really uptight yeah. and, and fixated on their future. And those are the only two options. And that's the thing is like, you're, you know, the way that we were designed, we were designed as these kind of hunter gatherers and to be able to 
to walk that line really gracefully mm-hmm. yeah. of being able to see opportunity and yet, and, and, and have your eyes kind of open and yet have that be part of your everyday engagement in life yeah. so that you can hunt and gather. <laughs> and, and that's, that's, you know, that's built into us and it's not that far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just takes a little bit understanding about what, you know, what's going on while you're living your life, this thing that's attached to your shoulders, you just get the hang of it a little bit. And it just, it just makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful. I mean, I, I just, I keep reflecting on, on things that, as I say, my youngest son in particular has, has shared and, and just the angst and the fear that a lot of people have, you know, in, in their teens of what, you know, there's so much pressure on them. I even um, I'm noticing um, what my son shares with me is just the environment. I mean, you know, just the the, the global warming and is there going to be a planet that we could? I mean, these are some of the things that our children um, deal with and and have fears around. You know, part of their future, the state right. of the planet, and that is like, gosh, things that we just did not have to deal with. Well, and that's one of the things I think is interesting is that the ability for us, the ability to address whatever problems come along, like global warming and like, um, you know, social media and what's our relationship to it. This is, mm-hmm. you know, having your notifications on. Like my daughter just said last night, I'm going to just turn my notifications off. Yeah. Like I, I tried it and it's amazing. And she's only 14 and, and, and the, the, is is interesting just the concept that you can have a, a planet or a political system or a um you know a life a personal life that looks like a complete disaster and yet get your bearings and have your well-being be completely intact mm-hmm. get your well-being back because it's not attached it's not yes. driven by the outside world it's not driven by the secular world it's spiritual it's mm-hmm. it's separate yeah just that the fact that it's separate allows us to see something horrifying, panic, get our trip together, mm-hmm. and then collect ourselves and say, all right, what are we going to do? And to be able to have the presence of mind to use the amazing intelligence and ability to innovate um, psychologically the way that we've innovated all of the technology, Yeah, uh, to be able to look at, okay, well, how, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. That's what accounts for the, the relationships that we, you know, the people we break up with that we realize, oh my God, I just wake up one day and you, your head clears and you yeah. say, this is not good. Yeah. That, that technology is always in there. Yeah. And to be able to learn where that lives and how to find that, it, it will, it, it can give your the human mind gives you kind of what you need when you need it. Yeah. If, if you know, you know, you have to look inside. There's something in here when we have our well-being, and when we panic, it, it disappears. Yeah, I love that because that really is it. I mean, I love what you're doing and what this workshop you're going to be doing is going to be pointing to. And it's, it is, it's to, it's to follow. You know, to to know who you are at your essence. That you're not, you know, you're thinking and you're, you know, catastrophizing about what could be going on in you know in a in a in a young adult's world and also that resilience that you talk about you say that teenagers have a have a much better ability to recognize their resilience than even you know their parents might 
Yeah, and I, it's funny, it's one of the reasons that I, I had this opportunity to do this workshop. I'm doing it in LA mm -hmm. uh, and um, in Topanga, that's right. Yeah, next LA. next week, is it? No, uh, two weeks. It's on May 4th and 5th. Uh, it's yeah. a Saturday and a Sunday. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. Yes, wonderful. Um, and, and one of the reasons that LA specifically appealed to me is because of all the people that say, well, maybe this works for your clients, you know, in Kansas and in Laconer, Washington. <laughs> um, but what about places where there's, you know, there's real, real peer pressure and you're living in a, you know, an achievement society and there's not enough jobs and you know, they're kind of, there's kind of this idea that, well, you know, there's less resilience there or there's less capability for teenagers to have quieter thinking and to have their minds get as lucid as somebody who doesn't live in that kind of toxic environment. And so I, I, you know, that that's part of what appeals to me is there's certain cultures where people sort of the norm is lower yeah. and people kind of feel like, well, I feel rushed because I'm living in a very fast paced world and you're faced with poverty and fires. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's how you, you know, for people that feel like you can't, you can't find your well being and get your head screwed on right in this kind of environment, it really has nothing to do with it. No, exactly. And that, and that's, I mean, of all the places I think that needs um, this understanding more than others, this is the place. And like you say, it really, it, it, it has nothing to do with the environment you're in. Once you understand that, um, it, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter if you're in LA, Lacona, or wherever, this, the, the principles you know, apply and are at work for everybody, wherever you are in life. Right, right. And, and it's interesting because we're, in a way, if you listen to you know, if you if you read the research, um, statistically, we're safer. Our kids are safer than they've ever been, and 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 they're safer than in a, a huge number of countries in the world. <clears throat> and yet, it does not feel like that. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things that's so interesting is that your well-being gets completely detached <laughs> from reality, and it doesn't. People don't get the benefit of of feeling that sense of security that we should feel. Yeah. And that's the power of thought. I just yeah. find that fascinating. Oh, I do too. And I love that you're sharing this. And I'm I'm just so thrilled. And we're actually coming um, to the end of our time together. So I just want you to... Oh, um, it, goes, it does, it goes so fast. But um, again, just get, share your website. And I know you do other programs too. You do incredible. You work with families and individually. And I know you do intensives. Um, so share how people can get in touch with you. So you can go to my website at uh, ericabuckby.com mm -hmm. um, and, and you can contact me through there. Um, there's information on the workshop that's coming up in Topanga in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, and so if you want anything, you feel free to reach out. Okay, wonderful. Well, I can't thank you for coming on today. It was really great, fascinating talk. You know, yeah. I, I, I love it. As a parent, parent to young adults myself, I am... Uh, that's where my that's where my heart is too. I love working with um, young people, um, you know, and saving them all the pain that I put myself through for years unnecessarily. 
So makes it a little more worth it what you yeah. went through if you can pass that on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Well, thank okay. you so much for having me. Oh, it was a pleasure. And um, you have spots left in the workshop, I hope, because I'm sure a lot yes. of people want to <laughs> attend. Yeah, we still have a few spots left. Wonderful. Okay, great. All right. Well, I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so okay. much, Gal. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>